And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the laundry, man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, on Gunsmoke from 1953. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. We are on the letter V. V. And I need a prediction from... Victor Victoria. Right, but that's that's a movie, not oh, a song. Video, okay. Mike, what do you think? I think he's heard all of these songs before. Well, for sure, um, but that's not the question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to guess that you're going to get two of these. Wow. Which two? Uh, the second one and the third one. All right. Okay. Um, Carl, you didn't do too well this I last week, so maybe you'll make up for it today. All right. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Can't seem to get my mind off of you. Can't Back seem here to at home, there's nothing to do. Can't now see. that I'm away, I wish I'd stayed. Tomorrow's a day of mine that you won't be in. When you looked at me, I should have run. But I thought it was just for fun. I see I was wrong, and I'm not so strong. I should have known all along that time would tell. A week without you, thought I'd forget. Two weeks without you, and I still haven't gotten over you yet. Not a that's, clue. that's the key line. That's the, Two weeks without you, right. and I still haven't gotten over you yet. Right, and then it goes into the chorus. Very long time. Listen, two weeks without you, and I still haven't gotten over you yet. Two weeks without you, and I still haven't gotten over you yet. No. <laughs> I don't I have no okay, idea what this is. You do. This is the Go-Go's. It is. And it's called? Um, don't tell me. It's called... Uh, You'll get to it. I still can't remember the really? name. Really? Yeah. We're almost there. Vacation? That's it. Yeah, vacation. Vacation, all I ever wanted. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Vacation Home. All right. Okay. Well, there it is. Okay. All right. Here's the next V title. Okay. Slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. But then if you're so smart, tell me, where, why are you still so afraid? Hmm? Where's Read the much? fire? Hmm? Read much? Hmm? Uh, I heard you. Uh, I'm, that's part of the lyrics. Uh-huh. Mm. I was doing the lyrics. Yeah. Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off before you burn it out. <laughs> you got so much to do and only so many do hours. Do you try in to day. pick like songs that I won't get? A. <laughs> but you know that when the truth is told that you can get just what you want or you can just get old, Mm-mm. you're going to kick off before you even get halfway through. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have no when idea. When will you realize? Ah, play it. Oh, my I have no gosh, idea. Carl. Nothing. Another slow Slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. But then if you're There's so no smart, excuse for this. Tell me, why Sorry. are you still so, so afraid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's the fire? It's Billy Joel. Yep. Billy Joel, always fair game. You got so much to do and only so many hours in a day. Hey. Hey. But you know that when the truth is told that you can get what you want or you can just get old, you're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through. Ooh. Ooh. When, when will, will you realize, realize Vienna waits for you? It's Vienna. Yeah. I, I will say I love Billy Joel. You know that. He's one of my favorites. This song, I never really... Carl, this is a great song. You always say that when you don't get it, you don't Vienna. like the song. It's either too slow or you don't know it or you don't like slow. it. Yeah. No All good. Right, so 0 for... T- Hang on a second. 0 for 2. Okay. All right. All right. Give me something jazzy, would you? Yeah. I just have to get into the into the, to the rhythm of this one. Give me something with you know rock and roll. Ready? Yeah. Chewing on a piece of grass walking down the road. Chewing on a piece of grass walking down the road. Tell me how long you're going to stay here, Joe. Tell me how long you're going to stay here, Joe. Some people say this town don't look good in the snow. You don't care, I know. In the sunshine, where the days are longer, the nights are stronger than moonshine. The moonshine. You're going to go, I know. Nights are stronger and the days are longer. What? You're going to go. Give me that line again. You just said it. I know. Yeah, I know. Because the free wind is blowing through your hair. Because the free wind is blowing. And the days surround your daylight there. (laughs) Seasons crying, no despair. Alligator lizards in the the air. air. Alligator lizards in the air. (laughs) That's the best part. Wishing on a fallen star. Go back to that. Yeah, you're better off earlier on here. Um, Give Give me that one line where I was asking for it. You know, um, where the days are longer, where the days are longer, the nights are, the stronger, nights are stronger, stronger than moonshine. Moon You're right? going to go. I know. You're going to go. I know. I know. The, I know. 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 <laughs> so, no, right. it's not that song. I All know. Right, I know. Fine. You're going to go. I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. Go on. I, I, that was the hugest clue. I just sang it for you. I know this song, but you anyway, know all of them. just play it because we're running out of time. All right. 
Chewing on a piece of grass. Walking down the road. What's the problem with this one? <laughs> Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. Some people say. This is uh, Ventura Boulevard. Ventura Highway, Gen- America. Ventura High, yeah. yeah, Ventura Highway. Yep, here, here it is. I know, I know. I no, not yet. <laughs> here it is. Ventura Highway. In the sunshine. Where the days are longer, the nights are stronger than moon. All right, thanks, Lisa Wall kind of good job, Carl. Better luck next week. Not so good. Next week. All right. When we come back, it's Gunsmoke. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Radio is so great for the theater of the mind, right? I mean, it's like you could listen to these radio shows and it takes you back in time to, uh, you know, the old West or a scary show. Or maybe like last week we had a cavalcade of America was all about the Civil War. Took you back to that time, the Civil War. Well, we have a Gunsmoke episode for you now. It's going to take you back to the 1800s when cowboys and Indians were all around and um, there were gunfights at the OK Corral and all that good stuff. Uh, I love Gunsmoke. It's one of the best adult westerns. It really wasn't a kid's show. It was, a, it was for adults. And William Conrad played U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon to perfection. Of course, uh, the television show had James Arness. We have a broadcast called Bums Rush from April 18, 1953. Here's William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun Smoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it, Matt Dillon. United States Marshal. 
when there's no moon. You afraid of something, Marlo? Of me? You. What are you afraid of? Of course, I ain't been much afraid of anything since the second battle of Bull Run. That so? Oh. I took my first bullet at Manassas Gap. <laughs> I thought sure I'd die, but I didn't. That's nothing. When I got shot on the Chattahoochee River over in Georgia, I knew I wouldn't die. How'd you know? I just knew, that's all. Weren't you afraid? Afraid of what? Dying. I've never been afraid to die. Well, I'm not afraid. Not anymore. Not since Bull Run. And what's all this about there being no moon, Arlo? I said I'm not afraid to die. I didn't say I'm not afraid of anything. Oh, shut up. Okay. Hey, Gorse. Yeah? Wished we could stop and light a fire. What? I got some pork to cook. Listen here, Orlo. You trying to tie the rope around your own neck? No. And eat your meat raw, you hear? Raw meat gives me the bellyache. You needn't worry about that, Orlo. Those people back in Dodge, they got a cure for bellyache. They have? You they have. A lariat rope over the limb of a cottonwood tree. Oh, they ain't going to catch us. They will or you go building bonfires all over the prairie to cook your dang pork with. Well, I'll just build a little bitty Indian fire, Gorse. Oh, huh? shut up. Hello? <coughs> hmm? Look over there. Where? Where? Over there. At the foot of that little rise. Oh, I don't see nothing. That cabin, you do too see. Oh, that. What about it? There's no light in it, you fool. And there's no smoke. It's deserted. Well, that's good, ain't it, Gorse? Nobody to tell the posse which way we went. How do you know they got a posse? Well, they should have. Anyways, we'll sleep in that cabin. Somebody does come along, we can fight them off from there. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Big, ain't it, Gorse? Big enough for us, anyway. Come on, maybe mm. there's some food inside. <clears throat> hey, wait. There's a horse in here. 
He must have got in and the door blew shut. Poor thing. Well, get him out. Yeah. Easy, boy. Easy now, son. Easy, boy. I, I got him. Now, outside, fella. Outside. Come on. Yeah. Hey, that's funny. What's funny? That horse. He's all wet with lather. Lather? Hold it yeah. right there. Hey. There's somebody in there. Now, get your hands up. What? You're framed in the door and you'll die if you make a wrong move. Now, turn around and stand there. Now, take your guns. Who are you, mister? All right, get outside. Slow. All right, that's far enough. Now you can turn around. All right, you, what's your name? Orlo. Orlo what? Just Orlo. And you? William Goss, but I don't use the William. I'll remember that. Look, mister, we don't mean no harm. We just thought your cabin was deserted and we could sleep in there tonight. It's deserted, but you won't be sleeping anywhere tonight. Now, mister, you got no right You'll to... You'll sleep in Dodge when we get there. Oh, no. No, we can't go back to Dodge. No? Why can't you? Well, you see, we shot a man there today. Orlo. This morning it was. Although you we... shut up. But, Gorse, you know we can't go back. I'll shut you up. Hold it, Gorse. Well, he always did talk too much. The war made him like that, mister. He was all right before the war. So they say, anyway. Now, listen to me, both of you. This isn't my cabin. It isn't? Then why'd you put us out of it? I'm trying to tell you why. I'm a United States Marshal. What? Oh, of course. We got caught. You're both under arrest for murder. Well, I'll be. So that's why his horse was hot. He'd been chasing us, of course. How could he have been chasing us? He was in front of us. I've been on your tail ever since you ran out of Dodge. The trail you were following led right here, so I made a circle and waited for you. Does that explain things? Hey, that's pretty smart, isn't it, Gorse? <laughs> we was riding too slow. Yeah. But if I'd known what I was following, I think I'd have just ridden up behind and yelled at you to stop. We'd have run. Now explain something to me, will you? What are you men? We're just friends. Yeah, me and Gorse been friends for a long no, time. No, 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 that, that's not what I meant. Look, you shot that store clerk in Dodge and you killed him. But you're sure not gunmen and you're not bandits. Now, what are you? We're broke. We needed some money. But he wouldn't give it to us. He grabbed a gun instead out under the counter. And he'd have shot us with it, too. Uh, and we had to kill him. That's all there is to it, Marshal. Not quite, I'm afraid. You killed a man and I'm taking you in for murder. They're going to hang us? Not they... The law, maybe. But you'll get a fair trial. Won't matter. We done it. We'll hang. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Gorse. We'll hang, sure. I don't know. I suppose you'd have killed somebody sooner or later. All right, get your horses. Ain't you gonna handcuff us or nothing? Why? Oh, no reason, Marshal. I was just asking. I thought so. All right, come on. It's a long ride to Dodge. It took all night to ride back to Dodge. 
But I didn't have to watch my prisoners any more than if they'd been a couple of riders I'd thrown in with on the trail. Maybe it was all their years in the war, in the army, that made them do whatever I, as a marshal, told them to do. The idea of not obeying me never occurred to them. Next morning, I had Chester lock him up, and then I went off to get some sleep. About noon, I got up, ate something, and dropped into the Texas Trail. Sit down, Matt. Yeah, sure, Kitty. I uh, hear you brought in those murderers. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, aren't you glad? Yeah, sure, Kitty. I'm glad. Well, they're the ones, aren't they? You got the right men. Yeah, they're the ones. They did it. Matt, sometimes I don't know... Kitty. They're they're just a couple of not very bright men who've had too much war. I guess they just got used to killing. I don't think it means anything at all to them. Well, then... They're not mean and they're not vicious. They're just kind of loco. Well, that's what makes them dangerous, I guess. Marshal Dillon? Uh, Yeah. I hear you brought in two men this morning, uh, Gorse and Orlo. No? How do you know their names? Everybody does by now. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, They didn't do it, Marshal. What? They're innocent. They didn't kill that clerk. Who are you, mister? My name is Blaine, George Blaine. All right, Blaine, what's this all about? What I said, Marshal. They're innocent. You see, uh, I and Ned and Lou, well, over there at the bar, we saw them just leaving Kelly's stable when that shooting took place. Would you swear to that in court? Why, sure, Marshal. (laughs) How come you arrested them anyway? Well, I'll tell you, Blaine. They shot a man. Nobody saw that killer. Look, I don't know who you are or what your interest in this is, but they admit killing that clerk. So why don't you just go back and join your friends at the bar and forget about it, huh? No, Marshal, we won't forget about it. You shouldn't have arrested those men. And what's more, we're going to see to it they don't stay arrested. Oh? You want to see to it right now, Mr. Blaine? No. No, there are other men around here interested in justice, Marshal. And I think we'll talk to them first. Don't do it, Blaine. Don't get anything like that started here in Dodge. See you later, Marshal. Who is he, Kitty? I don't know, Matt. He and his two friends came in on the Santa Fe from St. Louis a couple of days ago. That's all I know. I wonder what they got in mind. Oh, they've been drinking. It's just talk, Matt. Yeah, maybe... I'll see you later, Kitty. So long. Hurry back, Matt. I think that Kitty has a little thing for uh, Marshall Matt Dillon. What do you think? You know, uh, she's maybe like, Matt, Marshall hurry. Matt Dillon has a little thing for Kitty. Yeah, maybe. But she's like, hurry back, Matt. That's right. You know, <laughs> don't get hurt, Matt. I, you know, she's like, she's liking him. Mm-hmm. She's flirting with him a little bit. I there. think so too. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you, they were. You know all the signs. You now, know, maybe you? they were boyfriend and girlfriend. You never know. I mean, you know. Anyway, more of Gunsmoke <laughs> after this. Well, 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co Host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Before we get back to Gunsmoke, just a shout out to Good Old Days Magazine, the greatest magazine for a trip down memory lane you could ever experience. All kinds of terrific articles about the golden age of Hollywood and movies and radio and TV and just incredible, um, you know, comics and. I write an article, of course, about classic radio. Good Old Days Magazine has been one of our sponsors for years now, really and truly years. And um, I started with like a little tiny article in there, and now I have a full page, Lisa. Um, I had to pay them off a lot oh, of money I bet. to do that. Of I mean, course. I had to bribe them to oh, do that. Don't you do that with everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I uh, my article is called "Good Old Days on the Radio," and I take a classic radio series, write all about it, put a picture in there, and then have a special. There's a special website you can go to and digitally download extra, extra. Yeah, digitally download <laughs> an episode um, of that classic radio show. There's all kinds of um, you know, um, you know, recipes in there and listeners and, and uh, I should say uh, readers send in their uh, kind of experiences about their early days and all kinds of nostalgia stuff. Everyone that gets good old days, I mean, we get a lot of people that, that get it, that listen to the show, and they're always like, oh, man, am I glad you told us about Good Old Days magazine. And they have a special offer. You can save 75% off. By going to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, and just scrolling down to the Good Old Days banner, click that, takes you to a special page, saves 75% off the newsstand price. Good Old Days Magazine. Promise you'll love it. All right, we're listening to a really good episode of Gunsmoke. It's uh, kind of kind of cool. There's, um, there's going to be trouble here. I could tell you that right now, Lisa. This is called Bums Rush. April 18th, 1953, William Conrad starring. Here's the conclusion to Gunsmoke. Now the second act of Gunsmoke. No, sir, Mr. Dillon, that fellow come here, but I wouldn't let him talk to prisoners. Was he alone, or did he have his two friends with him, Chester? No, he was alone, sir. Yeah. But I did notice a couple of men waiting around outside, now that you mention it. 
You uh, haven't heard anything about this Blaine or his friends the last day or so, have you? No, sir. Nobody's mentioned them. Around me, anyway. Well, it sure stumps me. You think maybe they're going to cause trouble, Mr. Dillon? I don't know, Chester. They might try, but it'd be easier to stop if I knew what was behind it. Yes, sir. Yeah, mobs have tried to open this jail before, but to lynch somebody, not to turn them loose. Mighty curious, all right. Now, Chester, I'm going to have a talk with the prisoners. Maybe they might know something. Well, it's worth a try, sir. Yeah. Hey, Gorse, it's the Marshal. Hello, Marshal. Hello, Arlo. Gorse. How are you, Marshal? Well, is Chester treating you all right? Well, it uh, wasn't much of the bait we had this morning, but the noon meal was fine. Marshal? Hmm? We get supper, too? Of course you do. Uh, when they gonna hang us, Marshal? Well, uh, Arlo, you haven't been tried yet. Nothing's going to happen until you have a trial. How long will that take, Marshal? Well, what difference it make, Gorse, as long as we get fed every day? Uh, listen, you man, I, I want to ask you something. Sure, Marshal. Have you ever heard of a man named uh, Blaine? He's tall, has black hair, Blaine. he's... Uh... Wasn't that the fella's name who was here this morning all over? Yeah, that's right, Blaine. Here this morning? Chester said he kept him out of here. Oh, he he come around back, outside, talked through the window there. Seemed like a nice fella. Sort of crazy, though. Now, why do you say that, Arlo? What'd he want? Oh, he kept saying he had uh, witnesses and all like that. Said we're innocent. We shouldn't be in here. Well, what'd you tell him? Well, we told him how you caught us and what we did and all. We told him there wasn't any witnesses we could see. Just us. And that clerk, but we killed him. Sure, but Blaine was saying him and his friend saw us down by some corral or something. I don't know. He was all mixed up. Tell me, have uh, either one of you ever seen this Blaine before? Oh, no, Marshal. Never laid eyes on him. And that's the truth. That's right, Marshal. Me and Gorse, we never tell lies. Yeah, I know. Did uh, Blaine tell you what he's going to do? What his plans are? Nary a word, Marshal. Except he did say for us to set up a holler that we didn't kill that fella. Oh, he's crazy, that Blaine. I couldn't get his drift at all. Well, I'll tell you what it is, Orlo. For some reason that I don't know, Blaine wants you two out of jail. He may come here with a mob and try and get you out. Well, he can't do that. We're under arrest here. Yeah, I know. But he might try. Hmm. What'll we do about it, Marshal? Nothing, of course, nothing. I'll handle it. You sure, Marshal? Uh, let me know if you need anything, huh? Oh, we're fine, Marshal. Thanks just the same. Sure. Okay. I'll see you later, then. Ah, hello, Doc. What are you doing here? I heard there might be some excitement, Matt. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah, right here at the jail, too. <laughs> Give Doc a gun, Chester. We can use another man. Name your preference, Doc. 
Shotgun or rifle? You sit right where you are, Chester. I'm not a gunfighter. My work begins where you fellas leave off. Well, you may have a busy evening, Doc. But I hope not. You never can tell, Matt. <laughs> but I take things as they come. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I better go and get my office cleaned up. If anyone gets shot, you send them right up there. It doesn't improve a man's temper to spend the afternoon sitting around and waiting for a mob to form. A mob that's going to head his way when it gets its spirits high enough. Chester and I didn't talk much. We just sat and waited. Long about dusk, we saw a couple of dozen men gather in the middle of the plaza. Then Blaine appeared, and he began haranguing them. And the crowd grew. In a little while, it started moving down Front Street, down toward the jail, and us. Looks like everybody in Dodge is taking an interest, Mr. Dillon. We'll use shotguns, Chester. I never saw a mob yet that was eager to jump a shotgun. Yes, sir. Here's yours, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, thanks. Well, let's go meet him outside, Chester. All right, sir. Here, this is good enough. Pretty big crowd coming, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, maybe most of them are just curious. I sure am, anyway. What do you mean, sir? Well, I haven't got this Blaine figured, that's all. Hold it, man. Hold it, man. I'll see if I can talk some sense into the marshal first. Well, marshal, I was right. There seem to be a lot of men in Dodge interested in justice. We want Orlo and Gorse out of that jail, Marshal. We want them freed. Aren't you going to say anything, Marshal? I don't see your two partners, Blaine, whatever their names are. Don't you worry about them, Marshal. Now, you tell us. Uh, you going to turn those prisoners loose, or do you want us to do it? Well, speak up, Marshal. Which way is it going to be? All right. All right. Now, you've all heard Blaine's story. He claims he and his friends saw Orlo and Gorse at Kelly's stable when the shooting took place. Now, that's pretty good evidence that they didn't kill that clerk. And it could be true. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to talk to him about it. And I'll give you my answer in half an hour. Now, is that fair enough? Yes. A half hour will just about do it, Marshal. I think it will, Blaine. But no matter what you decide, we're going to turn them loose. Isn't that right, man? Chester, keep an eye on Blaine. Don't let him leave here if you have to shoot him to keep him around. Yes, sir, but I don't understand why Just do as I say, Chester. Yes, sir. 
What's doing, Marshal? I don't know, Gorse, but I just might find out. This Dodge is a mighty strange place, wanting to turn prisoners loose. Yeah. I'll be back soon. You're going to break my window with those rocks. Get on here, Doc. I need you in hurry. Huh? Oh, why, sure, Matt. Stand under the window here, and I'll climb down on top of you. It's only a few feet. Okay. All right, come on, hurry. Yeah, well, what's this all about, Matt? Where are we going? We're going to the express company first. Well, what for? It's closed. Maybe not. It's not quite six. Everybody in Dodge is out there in the street. I was watching from my front window. Not quite, everybody, Doc. Blaine's two friends aren't there. Yeah, right. Well, what do you I'm working on a hunch, Doc. If I'm right, I want you as a witness. And we'll go back and show that mob what fools they are. Yeah, whatever you say, Matt. Yeah, but I haven't got a gun. Don't worry, I'll do the shooting. We reached the ex- rear of the express company, and I took a quick look through the window. The single room was deserted. And the only other place would be the bank, if I was right. And I was. Two horses were tied to a tree outside the back entrance, the door of which was ajar. I made Doc get around the corner of the building where he'd be safe. And I stood close to the door and waited. In about five minutes, I heard him coming out. All right, get that mask off. Yeah, we'll hide the stuff at the stable, go down and join Blaine. Hurry, Lou, we're late now. Get your hands up. This is a shotgun. Don't use it. You, you got us. Don't shoot. Well, you're not the fightingest men I ever saw. All right, I'll take your guns now, and don't try anything. And yours. Doc. Well, what do you know? Blaine's partners. You sure guess right, Matt. Now, who's inside? Uh, we didn't hurt him, Marshal. Just tied him up. Who, I said. Well, that old man, the banker. Mm. All right, go take a look at him, Doc. Take those money bags with you. But be quick, we haven't got much time. company for you shortly, gentlemen, so you just sit quiet, huh? Blaine's gonna be mighty surprised at this. Come on, Doc. My gracious, I thought you was never gonna come out, Mr. Dillon. Well, Marshal, are you going to be smart? Are you gonna turn them loose? You're under arrest, Blaine. What? Marshal, don't be a fool. You aren't arresting anybody. Is he, man? Tell him who I just locked up, Doc. All right. Uh, That's right, man. Marshal just arrested Blaine's two friends. What? You make one move and I'll cut you in half, Blaine. All right, go ahead, Doc. Uh, I was right there with him. Caught him up the street, right in the bank. They're locked up inside right now. Well, they're, they're no friends of mine. 
We've been drinking together, that's all. And besides, I wasn't anywhere near that bank. I was right here. Yeah. You men saw me here. And you got nearly everybody else in town here, too, Blaine. So your partners could work unmolested. Take his gun, Chester. Yes, sir. All right. All right, you men. Now, you've made fools enough of yourselves for one evening. Now, you go back where you came from and stay there. Now, go on. Inside, Blaine. Your friends are waiting for you. I never did find out just who Blaine was. He kept his mouth shut all through the trial. It could be that he'd never been arrested before. But anyway, he and his partners got five years. That's better than Orlo and Gorse made up. They stood up and told their whole story as straight as if I'd told it myself. I guess telling the truth was about the only sense of right and wrong that the war had left them. They weren't bad men. But they were dangerous. And early one morning, a month later, up in Hayes City, on the order of the court, Orlo and Gorse were hung. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were John Daner and Harry Bartell, with Lawrence Dobkin and Lou Krugman. Parley Bear as Chester, Howard McNear as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. This Monday evening, Dan Daly and Deborah Paget are the stars in Deadline USA a dramatic thriller adapted from the movie and presented by your Lux Radio Theater. It's an action-filled story of a newspaper man's struggle against hoodlum elements in his community, one that leads to dangerous reprisals on the part of the mobsters. Remember, this Monday night over most of these same stations, CBS Radio offers Deadline USA on your Lux Radio Theater. George Walsh speaking. America is cooking with 14 million kitchen radios and listens most to the CBS Radio Network. Always a quality show, Gunsmoke. I mean, I've heard hundreds of these episodes, Lisa. They're always like this. They're always great. Great writers, great acting. The writer on this was John Meston, who was one of the uh, people that uh, was around from the very beginning of uh, of this series. Created by Norman MacDonald, who brought us Suspense and um, other, you know, Escape and some other great shows. 
Gunsmoke, April 18, 1953, Bums Rush. Um, William Conrad starring along with Parley Bear and Howard McNear in the cast. Gunsmoke. All right, time for this month in music history. And we're going back to 1982 with this song. Can't cool down. Round and round. So this is nobody knows. Abra Cadabra. Abracadabra by um by um Abba Abracadabra by um So this is by Steve Miller Band. Oh yeah, Steve Miller Band. By Steve Miller, released on his nineteen eighty two album Abracadabra. And this song is said to have been inspired by Diana Ross. Oh, yeah? Yeah, who um, Steve Miller met when they performed on the same episode on a television show called Hullabaloo in the 1960s. Do you know huh. that show? No. No, I don't either. Mm-mm. Either? Either. Either. I'm fancy that way. You like it? Who sings better, me or Steve Miller? Let me hear you. Abba, Abra, Kadabra. Um, yeah. Abracadabra. It's, it's, a, it's a toss off for me. I feel the magic when I touch your dress. You get a little tough on the higher notes. You need a little. Uh, Should I do it lower? A little more strength on the higher notes. Should I do notes. it lower? Yeah, do it lower right here. Abra. 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 Abra? What? Abra. Um. Say, Abra, Abra, Abra. Abra, How's that? Yeah. I did it like a like gravelly. You know? I missed the no, gravelly part. Abra, Abra, Abra. Now that's better. Hey, give a little like grit that? to it. There yeah. you go. All right. Good. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, join us next week for another edition of Hollywood 360. We'll present Rocky Fortune, Blondie, the story of Dr. Kildare, Fort Laramie, and Suspense. Be sure to visit our official website, at Hollywood360Radio.com. From my co-host, Lisa Wolf, that's you. That's me, and I will be here next week. Will you? Absolutely. Oh, that's good you to know. Can't keep me away. Our executive producer, Mike Costello, my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying stay safe, be healthy, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Be safe. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, 
and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.